Your news, your views, your values. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM. And support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and USF Safety Florida, committed to reducing work-related illnesses and injuries for Florida's small businesses. Information and consultation appointments are available at usfsafetyflorida.com. Here comes the sun, doo-doo. here comes the sun, I say it's alright. Hello and welcome to the Sustainable Living Show here on WMNF Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11 we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Today we are talking with Alicia Bixler, a beekeeper and bee saver from St. Petersburg. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the... What are you going to call me today? <laughs> <laughs> we'll say wonderful, oh, Annie, Alice. <laughs> and uh, we're excited to have Alicia in the studio. Yes, she's live right here. Beautiful Alicia. I'm so happy to be here. We're thrilled. I'm so happy to see you. Annie, do you have any exciting news for this past week? Well, I went to the Shells auction. You know, oh, it was the last I, one. I saw that and I had a plant swap. So yeah, I figured you, yeah, that's right. You did the uh, Grace's... Urban Roots. Urban Roots, that's yeah. right. So what? So I saw shells, our, our precious shells feedster after 65, 70 years. 61 years. 61. Yeah. They, they went out of business. Yes. <laughs> well, they've already sold the land, which is good for them. I'm happy for them. And they had a lot of stuff to sell. And I bought two antique uh, uh, galvanized... No, no, I don't like science. So well, much. that's the only thing I saw that was at the auction. Galvanized uh, watering cans. I have a collection of galvanized things. I love them. How many people were there? A lot. Really? Yeah, but it wasn't as huge as I thought it might be. But it was it was a lot, uh, and it was it was great. You know, uh, I, I helped save a man who was there. He was uh, fainting. Oh my! Yes, and uh, he was over there piled up on the bird seed, and uh, <laughs> I saw I came by. His son was holding him up a little bit, and and I was like, "Isn't anybody doing anything?" Because you know I'm a doer, right? <laughs> and 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 he said, "She was like, are you okay?'" Or you're, I'm like, "Wait a minute, have you call, have you checked a doctors or you know any doctors here?" And and he said, "I haven't done." And I said, "Well, so I saw a red shirt guy and said, hey, any doctors or nurses?'" Mm-hmm. And then I saw this lady f- pink put her finger up. Says, "I'm a nurse." And I grabbed her and brought her over. <laughs> And so we, you know, brought him together and he was low blood sugar. So I I had an orange. So I sliced him up an orange and gave it to him. It was, it was great because he felt better. He was fine. But if he wasn't going to feel better, if somebody didn't do something. So yahoo, we saved him. And um, in addition to the low blood pressure or what'd you say? Blood pressure? Blood sugar. Blood blood pressure too. Did Uh, he faint because of the good prices? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think that was it. (laughs) But it wasn't bad. I mean, some were really good and some were ridiculous. You know, people get caught up in an auction. Was there a fast talker? Oh yeah. The auction, the auctioneer. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun though. And I saw Kenny Gill there too. So we sat together or stood together. So that was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, Today we're going to be talking about balancing people, profit, and planet because yep. that's what the definition of sustainability is. But we do enjoy our historic Shell's feed store. Oh, which I know is it's no really sad. There. I'm hoping that some other stores are going to step up 
uh, maybe Cypress Creek and, and start carrying the things that they, the only people that carried it. I mean, you know, us gardeners, there's a lot of stuff there. And then animal people, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of stuff there that you just couldn't get anywhere else. And so I'm hoping that they will fill the niche um, when they know the niche needs to be filled. That's yeah. right. And speaking of animals, today we're going to be talking about bees. Yes. And Alicia is the owner of How's Your Day Honey, which is one of the best titles I've heard. Isn't it? <laughs> I always want to say it's Honey, I'm Home. <laughs> I've, I've renamed it three times this week, I think. <laughs> All right. So, Annie, you can introduce oh, let, our let guest. Let know who she is. <laughs> yeah. So, Alicia Bixler, she's the owner of How's Your Day Honey, a live bee relocation and honey business located in St. Petersburg. Uh, she's been beekeeping for seven years, which I thought was longer, actually, and started her bee business in 2019. Um, she couldn't find a local honey, and so she started her own business. I think that's great. I think that's the best way to start a business. For you, the kids. Yeah, for my kids. yeah. You need to fulfill a thing, a need. Yeah. And you go, well, there's a need that needs to be fulfilled. So there you go. So she marks each jar with the honey harvest location, which I really like that idea. And all of her beehives are rescued from businesses and homeowners throughout the Tampa Bay area. So she um, she's the person that goes in and cuts open the walls and, and gets out the honey and then brings them in. We're going to talk about how she does that a little bit later. But she, you know, wants to uh, educate people about the importance of bees and how they play a key role in pollinators in our food food supply. And uh, her goal is to uh, build a sustainable environment and teach others to protect uh, the honeybees. She also has, uh, what is it, a, a half acre? Yeah, half acre. And she has three beautiful children, Gabriel, Adelaide, and Quinn, 13, 11, and 9 that she takes care of. Uh, and I also want to talk about that TikTok video that I have written in here, but that was a... Which was, one? Well, the one about the queen. Queen balling. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's just talk about that then. Yeah. Let's start off. Because that was a real big it thing for you. Yeah, yes. viral. Yeah, big so time. 32 million views. What what was that that we saw on TikTok? Queen balling, not very many people see it. It's how a hive honeybees kill a queen. And because? Because she's an imposter from another hive. Oh. So it could be a swarm trying to move in, take over their hive. So they'll ball her, heat her up, vibrate her, bite her, chew on her. Oh my goodness. Cook her to death. Wow. <laughs> um, or they have an old queen that doesn't lay eggs any longer. So they so need to ask her. she's not useful. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so they had one in, you had one in your hand. Yeah, I and saw it were, happening in and, one of my apiaries. And they were live balling. And so you just let it happen? I saved her. Did you? You <laughs> couldn't did. help her. How can you not? I don't know. She's an old babe that's yeah. not making babies. Maybe she's not ready to go. I know. I put her in a hive that was queenless, and she oh, did fine. See? Yeah. She just needed a new home. She did. See, that's so sweet, because just your heart let you do that. Yeah. That's really lovely. This is on your TikTok account? TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, yeah. And what is your handle? How's your day, honey? Three on TikTok. Very three, good. the number three? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's more than one of How's Your Day, Honey? Well, oh my gosh. see, I started How's Your Day, Honey, and I forgot my password. Oh. <laughs> I just thought I'm going to start a new one. Did you forget it three times? Yes. <laughs> I have three kids, 
Kenny. Kenny, that is so funny. I thought maybe, well, you just can say you named it for your three children. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly why. And so what pushed you to go into the business was looking because you couldn't find I it. I wanted honey from my area. Yeah. I couldn't find honey from Pinellas County. No, wow. People didn't list it on their jars. It would That's just, so funny. Yeah, it would, it would say where it was manufactured, but I wanted to know where the hives were. It was very important to me. So do other people list where the honey's located? I don't think they do. I don't think so. I've never seen that before no, on anybody because else's. because usually what happens as you grow, you tend to keep all your hives in one location. It's just more efficient. Uh, I still spread mine out, which it is more work. But yeah. I think it's worth it. So you have uh, hives in different locations, you say? All different apiaries throughout Pinellas and... Like some, how many do you think you have, Alicia? Five. Five different five, locations. Yeah. Did, did you put something on a float so they're... Did, was that you that put something on a float so that when the water raises in that area, they lift up? No? No, that's cool. That'd be a yeah, good idea. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of bees in low-lying areas, too. That would uh-huh. be handy. Huh. Well, see, that's why yeah. I just said it. Didn't know it. So, uh, so I know that there's a lot of talk about Africanized bees, uh, a.k.a. killer bees. Uh-huh. Uh, and is that a problem in Florida and a problem for you and you know, all of that. Yes, for sure. It's definitely a problem in Florida. I'm seeing a big reduction in the removals I'm doing. I maybe had one or two last year from because when I first started. I think because we're, we're introducing a lot of European genetics that's kind of washing out that Africanized genetics. Oh, so you're saying you're not seeing the angry bees like they were? No, oh. no, not at all. So that's really good news, yes, actually, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, when you when you get those uh, wild hives, do you have to requeen them to change that? Or yes, how does that... we're required by law oh. by the state. They want you to requeen all your wild honeybees. Okay, where do you get their queens? I mean, buy them queen breeders. Queen breeders. You got honey producers. Oh, wow, queen breeders. That's... People make bees. Wow. Yeah, it's a business, isn't it? It's a whole it? lot of layers. Yeah. So how do they send them to you? I'm just curious. You can get them in the mail. You get them in the mail? You can order some in the mail. There's a lot of local people, a lot of commercial guys that do it. You can go pick them up. Uh, How how do they send them in the mail? They're in like, you know, there's a wire over the cage. It's like a cage. Oh, wow. You get bees in the mail. That's so You can get an entire box of bees. In the mail. 20,000 bees in the mail. Wow, my postman would flip. (laughs) That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. How about Kenny? You got some questions you want to ask Alicia? Mm, no. Not really? <laughs> well, you know I can keep going. No, 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 I do. Um, but I wanted to, I was Googling the first time that the post office was sending baby chicks. And I think it was like the oh. mid-1800s, early 1900s. Really? It's definitely over 100 years old. So it, yeah, it definitely, that's interesting. If they can ship live baby chicks, they can handle a little I queen. just love the idea of that. I never thought of it before because I don't have bees and I don't yeah. have chicks. All right, so I want to let's start with if people want to start keeping bees. Yes. Yes. Where what's the best place to learn the information or should they just do it vocationally? Should they get just their hands in. into it or should it they It depends on how you learn. So, do you need hands-on learning? Can you do it online? I'm hands-on. So, I need to see somebody do it. I need to watch them. There's beekeepers clubs. I even think USF has a program. 
um, they'll teach you beekeeping. I, I don't. Do they still have that? I'm not sure, but they did historically. For sure. They did. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure they still have it. I thought I saw somebody talking about it the other day. Okay. Um, but you can join beekeepers association. Yeah, meetings. there's a lot of them around. Yes. Aren't there? So I would start by looking into a hive, suiting up, and going in. That's the first thing I would do because some people have anxiety. You don't realize it until you pop open the hive and there's thousands of bees around, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this isn't for me, or you are like, this is for me. Uh, that was what I thought the first time I went in. That's funny. I've been over to a friend's house that are beekeepers, and you know, there's always bees flying around, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, the big space, but there's still always bees flying yes. around. And they're always saying, there's a bee close by, and I'm like, I don't care. I mean, yeah. you know, it doesn't freak me out, but I can see how people would start to swat, yeah. you know, just in, in just yeah. a natural reflex, you know. When I was teaching middle school, we would garden every day, mm-hmm. and the kids were just terrified of the one bee, yeah. you know, pollinating a flower. Isn't that funny? And they, but they learned. I said, if you just stay still, yeah. if you're like not running around, they're not going to be chasing you. If right, be calm. Yeah, calm it's, is the key. It's always the people that are afraid that get stung. Yeah, I really feel like <laughs> bees can sense that. They go after your carbon, that heavy breathing. That's they're funny. coming to get you. So you <laughs> have done very good on social media. Yes, and I forgot her name, but there's a couple other. Erica beautiful- Thompson. In Texas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's fabulous. She's I was, awesome. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. there's several beautiful blonde women who, who, <laughs> yes. don't, who don't wear beekeeping they're, equipment yeah. and they're... They're raw. Yeah, they yes. don't have gloves on and da-da. So I actually interviewed Erica. Oh, did you? <gasps> you did? For Backyard Beekeeping Magazine about a year, maybe two years ago. And uh, so, Alicia, can you talk about how you can scoop up a pile of bees or how you can remove a wall of bees without getting stung? Sure. Uh, Well, I do get stung. Yeah. So it's not really possible. When you're touching them, when you're opening walls, 99% of the time I get stung. I just push through it. It doesn't bother me. I don't have a reaction. So if you have any, if you know that you have a reaction or you don't know what your reaction is, don't ever approach a hive without protective gear gear on because you're going to, most likely you're going to get stung. So I have a question about that. Like if you've been stung so many times, do you just have some natural thing in you now that doesn't respond to it? Like you've become resistant to the poisons or whatever it is? For now, I do. Yes, yeah. in the beginning, the first year, I would swell. My entire limbs would swell up. <laughs> wow. I would get itchy. Do you do you ever get stung and get that no. itchy? I don't. I, things don't bother me like that. Oh, Mosquitoes, nothing. When I was a child, yes. Yes. Yeah. But thankfully, I've not been stung in decades. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get stung? You want to come over? What? I said, do you want to get stung? Just on my lips. I want that beast, the beast <laughs> on the lip look. It is right? so painful on I'm your lip. I'm just kidding. Could, I'm just kidding. You could look like Jennifer Coolidge. Exactly. <laughs> All poofy. <laughs> That's funny. All right. We got to reintroduce Alicia because we want people to participate in the show. So Annie's going to do that. But before Annie does that, we already have an email. Oh, good. And uh, Priya Michelle wants to know, how do I can- contact Alicia for immediate removal of some honeybees at my oh. private property? Very so good. So let's just say we're not just going to contact Alicia. We're going to contact your local bee person. So how would you find that? And how quickly can you assemble to get those bees out of someone's property. So I think property. you can Google bee rescue, live bee removal, oh. and people are going to come up. 
There's yeah. several in our in Tampa Bay. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, there are some pest control companies, so just kill them. That that will kill them. And we don't want that. Yeah. No, we need to save them. That's yeah. so sustainable. Yeah. You know. And if they did want to contact you directly, how would they do that? You can go to howsyourdayhoney.com. Okay. So that's it. So um, so for other listeners who want to participate in the You're show. you read the thing? Yeah. I'll read the thing. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Alicia Bixler, the owner of House Your Day Honey, a live bee relocation and honey bee business in St. Pete, Florida. If you want to be part of the conversation, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org. And we will read it on air. So let's say you want to, you answer the call. You're going to save the bees. What does that entail? You have to build boxes. You, how do you transport them? What, what does the whole process look like? Sure. So boxes are already made. Um, I'm ready to go. So when I get the call, most bee removal calls, people want them out immediately. Sure, they're and scared. Yeah, yeah, usually I can give um, an you know, I can take a look at it over my phone if they send me pictures because I've done so many before. Mm-hmm. So if it's in a tree, I'll bring ladders or sometimes I need a bucket truck to hoist, hoist my, myself up in the tree. And I'll actually um, drill a little hole into the tree and do a, what's called a forced abscond and flush them out, capture the queen, and then I put them in a box. How do you flush it out? Smoke. Oh, yeah. She has yeah. those little smoker cans. They probably had that at Shell's this weekend. No, they did it. A little they antique. Did. They had oh, a smoking can. They had a cow udder thing. Like one of those old-fashioned milking things. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. So, so not, you know, completely okay, off case. So you have them in a box that they can, like, escape in the back of yeah, the... Yeah, so they're always <laughs> they're, able oh, to house. come and go. So they're able to come and go while they're at the location. When I go pick them up, I make sure to go at night. That way I get them all. Honeybees always come home at night. So you you put you do the thing you put the box there yes. for them to come in and then you leave that for a while usually yes. how long do you leave that until evening or sometimes I'll wait a couple of days oh that's what I was wondering if you came back a couple of days later it depends how well they're crop you know going into the right. box getting acclimated to their new home sometimes it takes them a couple of days and then you pick that up and put it in your vehicle yeah okay <laughs> that's what we were talking about are they flying around in the car sometimes or? yeah and so I've seen people like completely wrecked because they, they're trying to swat a bee that's coming into their face <laughs> oh, when they're driving and, and Alicia yeah. how many are in a colony typically can you um a- Average size, 30,000. Wow. It can get to 80,000. Wow. I mean, we've seen huge colonies. Now, how many boxes do they need for that many? An 80,000. Yeah. Probably two double deeps. So two big bottom ones mm-hmm. for the babies. And then you were talking layering the honey supers up. So it would be a very tall, box, wow. very tall operation. All right. So you said you have five locations. Yes. And what does that mean? Like how many hives are at each location? Yeah. Yeah. It all it's all different. Some of my locations are smaller. I'll have ten up to fifty in other locations. Depends where they are too. I want to make sure there's enough nectar in the area for them. So I don't want to put them in a place that's gonna be drier. And you rescue the bees and uh, you bring them to your home. apiary, or you bring them to your home. Yes, that's and the hospital at the house. That's the honeybee <laughs> hospital, Kenny. Uh, uh, and then why do you do that? So I can keep a close eye on them. I usually have to feed them, give them some, some sugar feed. Sometimes I have to give take care of mites. They get mites. And do the and then the bees leave the hive. They come and go. But they know 
They, Even though queen. they've relocated so many miles away, they know how to How do they know back. that? So it just messes up their GPS system. So they're all messed up and confused when you For take them out. Yes. Now, if I did a removal about a mile away, they would, it wasn't enough. Oh. So they would go back, which has happened to me before. Oh, so then if that happens, then what do you do? Take them to one of your outside locations? Exactly, yes. That makes sense. And then you set up at one of your five locations, and can these new bees be 10 feet away from another hive that they oh, don't yeah. know? Oh, or? yeah, they're right next to each other. And they, they, don't inter- they don't interact in a bad way? No, no. Wow. They just stay in their own little box? They stay in their lane. Wow, yeah. that right. surprises me. We have a couple of comments and emails and we Super. have a caller. Get all so, our paperwork done. <laughs> so first we'll take Mark in Pinellas Park. Hey, Mark. Hello. Hi, do you have a question about bees? Yes, um, I was wondering if there is a place here in Pinellas County where you can learn about beekeeping and a place to buy like local honey. Well, uh, go ahead, Alicia. Alicia, do you teach? <laughs> I don't teach, but you can go to the Pinellas County Beekeepers Association, and they have uh, an apiary day, which is so cool. You can get hands-on into the hive, and then they also do once-a-month meetings. So that would be the best place to start in Pinellas County. And local honey, um, you can Google that too. Local honey near me, see what comes up. Yeah, farmer's markets. Yeah, Yeah. all the places. Well, I mean, I know you uh, don't go there anymore, but you have somebody that goes with your fabulous truck oh my god oh, it's yeah, so gorgeous truck. it's a big uh how old is that truck what year it's a 55 dodge farm 55 truck. dodge and it and in the back they put a, a canopy and it lifts they when they drive down the road it's pushed <laughs> down and then when they get there they lift it open and all the stuff is in there it's fabulous in fact i saw that truck driving down the road <laughs> when i was going to a place and uh it was it was uh it's so great. And then I saw her there. It was her truck. I couldn't believe it. So I'm sorry. I interrupted the whole thing. So Mark, Pinellas Park. Pinellas County Beekeepers Association. And Alicia, will you be there? Thank you. Do, do you Thanks visit? for calling in, Mark. Occasionally Thank I'll you. visit, depending on the speakers. Yeah. Very oh, so they have speakers that yes, come in. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do one more email and then... Uh, Mr. Bill Grace has a message for our listeners. Okay. So CP in Palmetto, Florida wants to know, what are the legal requirements, if any, for notifying your neighbors of you starting to uh, raise bees? Oh, to have the beehive? Like it, yeah. Do you yeah. need to be certain feet away from your neighbor? Is that a requirement? It's, it's actually not. You have, to oh. be, you have to be licensed. So if you are thinking about getting some hives, it's just common courtesy to go next door and say, I'm thinking about placing these hives, whatever location, if it's going to be close to them, I would. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure they don't have allergies. You are allowed to have bees on your property, though. So, so you have to get a license. So you're saying, uh, tell us about that a little bit. Sure. So you're just going to register with the state of Florida and an inspector is going to come out and make sure you meet all the requirements. Okay. So you set up your stuff before you get... That's right. You want to get your hive first. Talk to your neighbors. Wow. Get your hive. Seems a little backwards to me. Yeah. But- well, they want to make sure your bees are healthy too once they're there. Okay. So you have it all together, you do it, and then you call the guy, he comes over and he says yes or no. Yes. And if he says no, then he fixes the things that are the problem. Mm-hmm. And then they issue you a license for a fee. That's right. Wow. And it's cheap. It's like $15 a year. Oh, we don't talk about money, oh. but it's very little. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And with that, uh, Mr. Bill Grace has an important message. <laughs> do you ever look up at the night sky and see the billions and billions of stars and think to yourself in the scheme of things... 
you're mighty insignificant? Well, feel that way no more. Just go to our website, WMNF.org, and click on the tip jar icon at the top left and direct your donation to SUL for Sustainable Living. And by supporting the Sustainable Living Show in WMNF Tampa, you can look anyone directly in their eyes and say, I am significant. <laughs> I love that one. It's so, so funny. Alicia, earlier you were talking about mites, and do you know who Dr. Sammy is? Dr. Sam. Is, he the, is that the guy that pulled the mites out, the bees out, uh, that's online these days? Yeah, so Dr. Sammy, he's, a, so he's an entomologist. He's a professor now in Colorado, but he does a lot of work with the var, varo, var, varroa, varroa mites. Yeah. yeah. So can you, we don't want to scare people into keeping bees, but my friend who doesn't listen to the show so we can bad talk her, <laughs> she <laughs> thought she loved bees. Till she found she, out. She, no, no, no. She invested all the money. She oh. got the suits. She got the smoker. She got yeah. the bees. And then she didn't really manage them. And then all these mites and moths came in and pretty much destroyed her, oh. her hive. Yes. So you can't just set it up. No. So how do you keep a You need hive? to be fully prepared, in my opinion. So, again, start with the meeting. Get in, Go to an apiary. I would spend at least a year researching, reading, visiting hives, finding out about Varroa, how to take mm-hmm. care of it. It's just like getting any kind of pet. There's going to be things that come along with it. You're going to treat your dog for fleas, heartworms, stuff sure. like that. It's the same thing with bees. Bees get a lot of different, have a lot of different pest issues that and, come along with and it. And Varroa is everywhere. These it's mites are everywhere. Yeah, all over the world. And actually. how do you? It's so sad. How do it you keep that? How do you kill the mites? How do you keep the bees healthy? Mm-hmm. Lots of different ways. There are more natural products, and then there are chemical products. Um, it just depends what you prefer. I think both products work fine. Yeah, and it's like keeping them healthy is a big thing for they can resist, right? A lot of, you know, yeah. if they're unhealthy, then their immune system's down. That's so. right, yes. And so they also die from starvation, which is big. Oh, because the the mite is taking all their uh, nutrients from them. So, well, mites, and then there is starvation separately. So Why do they not starve? Enough food for them. Because people are taking all their honey. You take all their honey, and they've got nothing left. So oh. you want to leave some behind. So that's a yeah. So that's they are thing. robbing. That seems like a beginner mistake. <laughs> I would think. Well, and the last one you make because they're yeah. all dead, right? Yeah. Wow. So you, how do you know how much? I mean, I know you know because you've been doing it a while. But mm-hmm. how would somebody know how much to leave according to the size of the hive? You need to know your area. You need to know what's going to bloom throughout your area. What they're bringing oh. in. So that first year, you really should just be monitoring them, making sure they have enough nectar in in their hive. If they don't, then you need to supplement. And so um, that is so interesting to me. So it really, you would want to plant nectary plants around. It's not enough. It's not enough. Your whole, I mean, it'd have to be a two mile radius. We'd have to, you know, the entire community would have to plant. Wow. All right. That's very interesting. It is interesting. So we, we have... Uh, we have callers. We have we emails. We do have callers. People, we have stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, bring them on. People love bees. And Thank goodness. Yes. <laughs> so we have Dan in Seminole. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. What's about bees? Hey, hey um, I, I, try, I have a bunch of bamboo that grows in my yard, and I'm sustainably, you know, always cutting it, but I have a lot of this uh, almost wood product that uh, I was thought that there would be a way that I could almost manufacture hives from it. And I wondered if there was any information about, 
that, that or uh, designs or anything that maybe you could point me to and if this is a good idea or not. Great question, Dan. So, Alicia, you're talking about honeybees, which are actually from Europe. Yeah, this is a different bee. And then, Alicia, what can you do out of bamboo for to make the bees happy? Well, she's got to look like she doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah. What, ab- what about solitary bees? What, what, what I'm thinking about, I, I'm just, uh, I'm a constructionist. Like I can, I make things. Right. Well, you so can do good. a Google. I want to say you can Google uh, solitary, solitary bee, bee, oh, solitary bee hives. Okay. And so what you do is it'll make a little house and then you stick all these pieces of wood in there and they do lay their uh, young in there and then they birth later on. So that's a, a wonderful thing to do uh, because we have a lot of bees that are not that. We have a lot of native bees. Most bees are solitary. Yeah. So you can look online and uh, and do that, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about honeybees specifically. Well, yeah, but couldn't you couldn't you construct a hive with a frame made out of the bamboo wood? Sure, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you could. I would say okay. just uh, work on it, and then yeah. to follow up that, Alicia, how would would bees just move? Would honeybees move in there, or solitary bees move in there? Honeybees would you- move in. Well, if you had the box, the, the appropriate size for them, and then you yeah. could use the bamboo, almost like a bamboo bamboo skewer, like a, on the top. Lay it on the top, and the bees could build off of it, like frames. Yeah, I can yeah, see I would, that. I would say look up frames and how they're constructed, and then start uh, substituting the regular wood for bamboo. And, I love it. Yeah. yeah, and then Dan, we're going to have you on the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thanks well, for calling. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Thanks, Dan. All right. Next person we have is Jack in Tampa. Hey, hi, Jack. Jack. Yeah. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks. What you got? Good. Question, uh, I'm not sure if your guest is, is kind of up on the overall state of bees, but I, if she is, and if you're, if you all are, I'd be interested in hearing. Yeah. I know, like, some years ago, stuff in the news, you know, high failure and people concerned about, you know, kind of, you know, the state of bees, stuff like that. And then I kind of heard, then I kind of disappeared off the headlines. I heard right. a little bit of snippet maybe a year or so ago saying, well, it was kind of better, but kind of, if, if, if any of you have any kind of overall view of your overall... State, yeah, that's a great question. Alicia? I'm hearing about it. So you're wondering about CCD, colony collapse disorder. Um, is that what you're talking about that you heard on the news? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, I guess that was... That so bees declining. Correct, yeah. um, beekeepers yeah, yeah. are still reporting losing about 40 to 50% of their hives every year. So it's still happening. And what is that? They don't really know. Oh, uh, well, and there's also the thing about, you know, people have been spraying so many poisons to kill all insects. And so because of that, it kills all the bees too. Yes. So I know, you know, in urban areas, people just pay a guy to come over and spray everything. Yes. And so that is going to reduce a lot, right? It's just weakening colonies. Yeah. Fungicides, herbicides, all that is just, we- it's just adding to the problem. Right. Mites, viruses. Their immune system goes down, right? Yes. Yes. We're not taking care of them. A lot of beekeepers get hot, get bees and they think, oh, this is going to be great. They throw the box in their backyard and then they don't take care of them. They uh, are a domesticated animal now. Yeah. You have to take, you have to manage them. You can't that, just let them right. go. Yeah. They're not. <laughs> that makes sense. They're your babies now. Yeah. And you're like the right. keeper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Any other things? Well, that's all. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you for calling. 
All right, the next person we have is Richard, and it looks like Richard has the same problem that I did a year ago. Hi, Richard. Hey, Richard, what you got? Uh, That would be my nice, uh, formerly new uh, Screech Owl house has been... (laughs) Yes. And it's now year four of this. I thought, oh, they'll move on, you know, they'll move on. Nope, they're still there. Is there a bee person that can come? Oh, yeah. Have a ladder, come up the tree, it's about 12 foot off the ground, take the whole thing off and you can have yourself a nice hive yes yeah absolutely again google live live honeybee removal and and the person that we had on more than a year and a half ago is angela rodriguez diaz and she was sitting where alicia was and she's in tampa and she removed my three screech on nest boxes that were filled with bees do you have uh the boxes there still or no no she she, she took the whole thing yeah so you don't yeah, have the boxes yeah. anymore and i was told that uh richard you could put some like chicken wire underneath the roof of the screech owl but then Angela told me, no, she's like, the bees will just, yes, yes. they'll, find a they'll way. just work around it. Yes, they will. Yeah, she can have the whole house. I was like, I don't know, did you ever replace, when you took yours down, did you replace the, the uh, screech owl houses? I haven't yet, but last week on the show, I mentioned how the screech owl was attacking a Cuban tree frog on my window. So I still have them in the area, but they must be nesting naturally rather than the artificial box. I was worried that they'd just come back and build another nest. Most likely they will come back. It is the perfect height and size for them. (laughs) They love it. And it's dark. It's a cavity. It's it's exactly what they are looking for, and they will most likely come back. Yeah. So, Richard, her name is Angela Rodriguez Diaz. She was local. She's in Tampa, but if you just Google. Yeah, and Alicia does that too. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there, and if you just Google live bee removals, um, and then probably put your zip code in probably would help. I'm imagine. Be removal. I will look it up. Thank Thanks, you. Richard. All right. So we do have a couple of messages and uh, our weekly email from Robin, who we appreciate. She says, "Wow, great show! I love bees in my garden." Here's a picture of um, one on some of her flowers. Thanks for reminding me about how amazing they are. What, Alicia, would you recommend? Are some good flowers to attract. Sure. Uh, Some of my favorite are sweet almond. Do you grow sweet almond? Oh, that smells so good. Which is kind of a shrub. It can be a giant tree, tree, actually. There's a a dwarf version, but the tree gets giant. I keep hacking mine back. I have five of them in my yard because the bees go crazy. Oh, a native one is that tea plant. Have you seen that? It's a a native plant. You can get it at your native store, native nurseries. Tea. Yeah. I don't know which. The letter or T E A? T E A. Huh. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I can't think of the. I'll put it on. You know what? I'll have it on the uh, website whenever we do. I'll do the blog today (laughs) and I'll put it on there so y'all can find out Mm -hmm. for sure. All right. Yep. Some food items would be all your herbs. They absolutely love herbs. Anything that. What is it? Basil, rosemary. That holy basil and the blue basil. It covers it, It, doesn't it? All year, too. It'll bloom mostly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They cover. And, you know, the other things, if you do grow vegetables, right, Mm -hmm. you can let them flower. Yes. Or not almonds, um, avocados. 
Oh, they, they love, love avocado trees. Mangoes too, right? Actually, no, the uh, honeybees don't pollinate. Really? The fly does. Oh, the fly. That's right, because mm-hmm. people, that's why they say throw the banana peel down at the ground to bring them over. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. You know, I have a, is there anything we need to attend to on the board over there? Yeah, about five emails. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> so one I have, of them. I have a question. <laughs> one of them is uh, somebody heard on the news that the FDA approved a vaccine for bees. Alicia, oh. are you familiar with that? Yes, for yeah. American fowl brood. We don't get it in Florida. Luckily, we haven't seen it, um, for my knowledge. Oh, wait so. a minute. Why would they get the vaccination for what? It's commercial beekeepers are going to have access to American fowl brood. It's a disease that... Okay. just destroys your apiary. If you if if you get any of your hives that come back with that, you have to burn all your equipment. Oh my gosh. Yes. So Are those coming back from when they take them over to pollinate the uh, almond fields? Probably, I'm the, sure. The monocultures? Yeah. All right. And then we have our faithful Bubba. Bubba. He says Alicia's IG page is great. She's beautiful too. She is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and then somebody else said, we built a beehive and put it near a tumbler, like a, tum- a compost tumbler. Mm-hmm. We thought the bees would move in, but the bees are in the tumbler, not, oh, no. not the beehive. How do we get them to move into the hive. What? Googling a live bee removal company <laughs> to come out and do it for you. Wow. And, and you would like move them three feet or... You have to take them away and either one or the other. So you can move two feet a day or two miles is the Uh, rule of thumb. So if you remove them from the compost bin, I would say it's easier just take them out for a week and bring them back to the location you want. And so they won't go back to the compost bin because they prefer it? They mm-hmm. won't. Once you put them in the new box, they're mm-hmm. going to be confused if you take them out of the yard for some time. So they have oh. to reacclimate to the sun and their direction where they have to fly. So. And then they'll go, this is our new place. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very good. That was from Ken and Linda in Holiday, Florida. Very interesting. All right, Annie. Okay, got my question. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted to ask about when you... Um, Requeen when you requeen the new hive to change the African genetic makeup, and I wanted to talk about the test to tr- to find that out because I found that to be fascinating. Yeah, so you can have your bees tested, or if you have an issue with your bees, they'll come out and test them to make sure they're not Africanized. So the state will come out, your state inspector, and inspect your inspect the genetics. Oh, okay. I'm, it, Kenny just brought up the, the tea plant, and it's really beautiful. It has sort of a silver gray leaf yes. and a purple flower. So what is the official name of it? Melochia tomentosa. Yep. It doesn't give us the common name. Yeah, tea shrub or bush. I have about six on my property. It's always covered in bees. That's a, and, a beautiful thing. It's so pretty. And they're between three and ten foot. They're a long-lived perennial. They flower pink. They're yes. evergreen. They'll take part sun, full sun. I love them. Wow, that's a good a good thing to put in anybody's. That's mm-hmm. great because somebody was uh, just hired me to do a a uh, an install or well, yeah. a design. Oh, by the way, that's what she also does. She's a, a garden designer, but doesn't do that much anymore. Mm. So you, who, Alicia. Who? Oh, me. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. So yes, whoever is so talented. Whoever uh, texted us the. Scientific name of that native tea bush. We thank you very much. Oh, yes, thank, thank you. you. That's great. Oh, I thought you looked it up. Thank no, you. people are on. See, people are on top on of it, this show. Right? So I want to find out about the test. So how does they do that? Yeah. Oh, so the state inspector comes out and will inspect the genetics of the bees. And how do they do that? I don't know. They just take the bee. Oh yeah, they'll take a sample of the bees, send it off. Oh, okay, so they have to kill a bee to find out. Oh, probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Little oh, DNA. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
send it to what they is that twenty one and me? They take a little a little <laughs> tiny swab and say right. ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking about when they were saying the have the little, you know, about that disease. They're getting the vaccination. I'm thinking like little tiny <laughs> shots that they're Aww. sticking in there. They put it in their sugar feed. Yeah, okay. Can <laughs> you tell us about some of your more difficult bee removals? And in addition to that, are you responsible for if you have to tear down a wall? <laughs> Yes. Or, 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 you know, what is the beekeeper removals job in... Oh, so I am only allowed to do demo. I do not make repairs. My insurance is like, that's a big no-no. Yeah. So I will come and tear your wall open <laughs> and have so and much fun doing that. I love demos. Hole. Yes. <laughs> I will do it very... I'll do it... I'll be gentle. I'll leave it so it, repairs can be made. And I clean everything out, get all the bees, the comb, scrape it up, make it look nice and shiny. And then you'll have to have somebody come in and make repair. It's really interesting to see how they make all those cones inside oh, of the walls. I mean, it blows my mind yes. how beautiful they are and what they how they make them. Yeah, they secrete wax from their bellies. Oh, and they from nectar. Yeah, so they ingest the nectar and it secretes out of their bellies. And so they rub their bellies up against. No, it just kind of secretes out, and then they form a chain. It's called festooning. So they, it's almost like a little, a little conveyor belt so and they go and they hand it to each other from their bellies oh my gosh that is so great so so alicia what's like your most difficult bee removal probably the shower i did a shower last fall yes these um homeowners in pinellas county had bees coming out when they would shower wow of, of a broken tile and so I, t- that demo was so difficult getting the shower tile off. I had such a heck of a time getting it off. Yeah. Um, and it was seven feet. Oh, wow. There was so much honey and it was up the second floor. So I had huge trash bags of honey over my shoulder. I had to take my shoes off when I left the bathroom because I didn't want to get honey all over her carpet. Wow. And it was you, intense. And do you eat the honey? I did not eat that honey. Um, I don't, I actually had sub scum on it. I don't know. <laughs> it just didn't look appetizing to me. Yeah. After all that nah, too, right? And the dust, a lot of times that honey, I'd feed back to my bees. I'll take it. And when I get oh. home, I'll spread it out on the grass and let mm. the bees come clean it and eat it. And they just swarm over that and oh, take yeah. it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. So it's a recycling. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. I told I this that. story 18 months ago, but I'm going to repeat it. My neighbor ha- also had a giant hive in her uh, inside Outbox? the house? No, in her shower, in her bathroom. Oh. Every day at 5 p.m., the bees would swarm, leave the bathroom, go into the uh, kitchen, and like try to escape through the windows. Uh. And so she had them removed, and she remembers, this was like t- 20 years ago, she remembers that the person put the whole, after they removed them, they just put them on the back of their pickup truck, and they like slowly drove away. And oh, my gosh. Were, so the bees would follow? Yeah. Oh. But then... Um, <laughs> they had they had they put the drywall back up, uh-huh. but then every time they would go in the bathroom, they heard a little buzzing, oh. and they couldn't allow the little baby bees that were still in there to die. Oh. So they busted open that wall that they just installed. <gasps> oh, that is so and then sweet. I think then every day at like dusk or dawn, the little baby little baby honeybees would come out, and yeah. then they put honey on their fingertips, and oh. all the bees would come and drink the honey. It feels yeah. like a Cinderella movie. <laughs> yes. All I right. love that. We have a couple more listeners who want to interact. And first we'll take Lisa in St. Pete. Hi, Hi Lisa. Lisa. 
Hi, yeah, Lisa Pineda over here. Oh, uh, hey, Lisa, you're, you're going to do our uh, events. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. And of course, I'm a little uh, biased to St. Pete, so I'll start there. <laughs> okay. This weekend, we have uh, the SUAC, it's Sustainable Urban Agricultural Garden Tour. And uh, this year, we're doing two days because uh, some of the gardens wanted to do one or the other, so we just decided to do both. So uh, we're going to be going to six different gardens uh, around the area. So if you wanted to find out more information about that, go to the Sustainable Urban Agriculture Coalition Facebook page, and we will, it's free, so uh, you can just go on there and uh, and sign up, and then we send out a map. And uh, then this next Monday, we're going to be having our monthly Ag Ed meeting at Enoch Davis Center, and that is always uh, usually the first Monday of the month, unless it's a holiday, and it's at Enoch Davis Center from 6.30 to 8 p.m., and this month, we're going to be featuring uh, Samantha Harris. Sorry, my alarm's going off. Uh, Samantha <laughs> Harris and Boisel Hosey with the Tampa Bay Collard Green Festival. And they're going to be talking about how Collard Greens brings the community together. And that's, again, from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And speaking of the Collard Green Festival, please mark your calendars for February 18th. And that is the sixth annual Tampa Bay Collard Green Festival here in St. Petersburg. It's uh, on Ninth Avenue and 22nd Street South. It's going to be about three blocks of color green uh, fantasticness. <laughs> <laughs> Deliciousness. <laughs> Deliciousness, that's a good one. Uh-huh. And so uh, we're going to be highlighting intergenerational gardening and agriculture this year, along with Kid Zone and Color Green Cook-Off. So all sorts of informa- information is going to be online at www.tbcgf.org. And then I can't leave out you Hillsborough folks. There's a really cool event going on this weekend at UF IFAS. Uh, sorry, not this weekend. I apologize. February 4th. That's next weekend. So that is UF IFAS Hillsborough Extension. And that's Saturday. They have three different workshops going on in Sefner. And at 8.30 a.m., they have composting workshop. And at 9.45 a.m., they have micro-irrigation workshop. And uh, finishing up the day at 11 a.m., they have a rainwater harvesting workshop. And all of those can be found on Eventbrite, uh, US uh, forward slash IFAS, Hillsborough Extension, and you can sign up on there. That was fantastic. What a great job you did. And also, I want to add that uh, go ahead and send those to me, uh, you know, and I will post them uh, on our blog. And so then everybody can get it from that link. That was excellent, Lin- uh, uh, Lisa. Lisa, I started to call you Linda, <laughs> uh, for calling in. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much, Annie. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. So we have one more message. It's from David, and he says, thanks for bringing Alicia on today. She's great. I was curious, is Alicia aware of the beekeeping operation at the old site Sacred Heart Academy in Tampa Heights? I was pleased to hear about an urban operation like that, and I think they might accept volunteers too. No, I haven't heard about that program. Uh, Is there a, a webpage for that? I would think there would be. Possibly. We can we can put in the show notes. It's, yeah, I'll I'll take a look up for that and see if I can find it. So earlier, Alicia, you mentioned that honeybees are not native to the U.S. So can you talk about how they're related to our food system and? Should we be concerned? Are they going to take over the native bees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Uh, they're responsible for one in three bites of food that we eat. So apples, almonds, all of our melons. Uh, what else? Apples, I said that. Tomatoes. So many things. They pollinate lots of yummy, delicious food that we eat. 
And uh, gosh, you know, I, basically like any fruit and every, avocados. Yeah, like any vegetable or fruit. And nuts. They yeah. also do the almonds. That's, macadamia nuts. Yeah, I've got a macadamia nut tree. They pollinate. So should we be fearful of the European honeybees taking over? I mean, obviously they're related to our. They're intertwined with our food In so much yes. now. Yes. Oh, we have to have honeybees in agriculture. Um, blueberries too is another one. Native bees. They can be a problem if you have too many honeybee boxes in one location in a neighborhood. Yes, they they're gonna. They're going to compete. So that's why spreading them out is good. Having a couple hives, somebody for a backyard beekeeper, they don't have anything to worry about. That's interesting because, you know, I always so sad about it when those big time commercial breeders of bees, they take them to, you know, from Mississippi to California. And I think about half of them die because it's too much trauma for them. But, you know, they, it's a monoculture. So there's, they have to get the bees there to do the job for them. It's hard because, you know, we do need almonds. We need, we love our almond milk (laughs) and everything that comes along with that. So what do you do? Yeah. But I aren't, aren't pe- like I know people from New York are coming down with bees for the citrus That's in, right. in Florida as well. So Florida's a big commercial beekeeper state. We're warm, sunny all year. So. What, what's, yeah. the, what's the point? Why don't we just keep the bees in Florida in year round? We move them around for pollination and for honey production. It's a big money big uh, maker. That's, yes. I mean, that's what all those guys just do. They don't even do it for honey. And the ones I was reading about, they strictly are for hire to move their bees for there for pollination. That's right. Yeah. They get $150 oh, mentioned money. Again. Thing. But why, a bee. why can't they just keep, box why can't they just keep the bees there? Uh, in for the almond place because they spray poisons like mad. Poisons. There's not enough food for them. Same thing with the orange groves. Ah, I do gotcha. take my hives to orange groves in Lake Wales and I can't leave them there. They would starve. I saw a thing on about those bees because I was so concerned about it and they and what happened was um, the, a lot of the bees were dying and they were freaking out because they had brought them there for, to pollinate this thing and somebody else's uh, area they had just sprayed and so it was killing their bees so mm. you know they can't they spray so many chemicals yes. on those uh, groves yes you have to be careful yeah if you want to be a backyard beekeeper you get the hive. And I think, I don't know if this is a problem that my friend made up or if this is a real thing, but she has <laughs> six foot, seven foot tall fences, like a white fence. Mm-hmm. Can you put the beehive close to the fence or do they need to be able to fly a certain distance to go up and over? Like, is there a, supposed to be a six foot uh, radius around you, it or something? You can put them right up against it. You uh, could. Yeah. And, and they're they just go in maneuverable the enough. inside fences. You know, like block walls and stuff uh, like that. So it doesn't matter. They can I, fly out and go straight up. Okay, I did enough. They could go up and over. For uh, efficiency, <laughs> if you were trying to get, you know, the most honey, yes, a slow flight in would probably be better. But uh, that's interesting. So you have a little ramp yes, to come in. They on. do make ramps. They make it. They try to make it easy for bees to come in with their nectar. So does honey go bad at all? Does that uh, only if there's high water content in it? But honey is supposed to be at below 18% water content. And oh. if it is, it never goes bad. So how do you know that? You test it. And you test the water content yeah. of the honey uh, before you jar it up? Yes. What do you do to jar the honey? How do you do that? Oh, you mean like spinning it out yeah. of the comb? You, you cut do? the, well, honeybees put a little wax capping on each cell. So you mm-hmm. cut all that off and then you can spin it out. 
you put that in a centrifuge. Oh, and it excavates it out. Yes. And then it pours down the bottom. Yep. What, a, what about eating the comb? Oh, yeah. Everything inside of a beehive is edible, down to the bees, if you want. <laughs> Ooh, have you ever I, tasted a bee? I have tasted what does bees, it taste like? bee larva. What does it taste like? It's, it pops in your mouth. Yeah, it's it, like a, any kind of a larva, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, Americans just haven't gotten past that uh, eating insect thing. <laughs> I just interviewed... Um, some edible insect people, just like Annie and I did several yeah. months ago, and they were saying in Australia there's ants that like lemon ants or something. Oh, they taste th- like lemon. Where what happens is they rub them, and then their little antenna and legs break off, and then you just eat their bodies. But instead of the ants putting all their honey in one location, they keep the sugar on their bodies. Oh, and so then sweet. and then when the colony of ants needs sugar or ants, they, they present their own body and like they kind of milk them. Wow. But when you eat them, they taste like a Sour Patch lemon because they're all filled up with sugar. Sugar all and right. sour. Alicia, we wow. have three minutes and we have two more questions okay. or comments. Joe in Denver says, so it would be difficult in to Denver. keep... Dover. Dover. So it would be difficult to keep bees living a few miles away from the strawberry fields. He's, he's re- referring mm, to the pesticides. I don't think so because the bees shouldn't go over that way. Because I think they're the going to pe- harvest other things. So yes. they wouldn't go to the... Uh, he's saying that would it be dangerous for them to have the hives by those strawberries? Maybe right next to it, but because didn't he say three poison. miles? Did he say three miles from away? No. Oh. So <laughs> the poisons. I don't know why I heard three miles. Yeah, yeah, right next to it, I wouldn't want to because yeah. they fumigate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, somebody's... These, I'm just going to read them real fast. Sure. Somebody says, I have a chihuahua that eats bees. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says, friendly reminder, never go near a beehive with a weed whacker. That's true. And then uh, we have one more. This is from Twinkle. And they say, hi there. I've learned so much today. Thank you. I'm actually ordering some. And then, okay. she They write, <laughs> I'm actually ordering some beers soon, but I believe they meant to type bees. <laughs> Yes. Well, maybe they'll have some beers with their bees. Right. It's almost noon, so you can That's do whatever right, you six want. Six o'clock, you know, right, it's so, cocktail hour with the bees. <laughs> so Trinkle says, I live out in Orange Grove area of Bowling Green, Florida. When I was a kid, they had taken over a portion of our house. So then the bee man came out and put them in the boxes for us. I ended up raising bees for quite a long time. Aww. And I still feel like a novice. Thank you for the inspiration. Love, Twinkle. Twinkle, what a lovely name. We love you too. So thank you, Alicia. So much for coming live in the studio with us today. And uh, just one more time, can you say the name of your company, your website, social media? Sure. It's How's Your Day Honey. And then it's howsyourdayhoney.com. Or you can look me up on TikTok, How's Your Day Honey 3. (laughs) And then Facebook and Instagram, How's Your Day Honey. That's awesome. Wonderful. So uh, I have one more thing uh, to ask because it's like... um, what, people need to, or just a statement, people need to know that they are expected to pay for v- removals because oh, it's a lot of work. So just so much just work. wanted to say that. Yeah. And training and equipment. And insurance. Yes, <laughs> that's right. If you enjoyed this show and our weekly content, please go to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar and directing your donation to the Sustainable Living Show. Stay tuned in the next hour and you will hear WMNF Tampa's Monday Music with Flea. If you want to watch more if you want to hear more public interest programming, you can watch the radio. Switch over to WM. 
WNNF's HD3 channel, The Source, to listen to today's Tom Hartman Show live. And make sure to tune in next Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show. We'll have Angela Ledford talking about the Manatee Fest 2023. And we will also have Brian Beckman from the Suncoast Sierra Club talking about sustainability. Yes, follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living WMNF, to stay in the loop. Also listen to our past shows. Just go to Listen On Demand on WMNF.org. I'm Annie Ellis. And I'm Kenny Coogan. Remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. And you are listening to WMNF Tampa. (laughs) Bye-bye.